Today in Business from Wired. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off US versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Business from Wired. Can an online course help big tech find its soul? The Foundations of Humane Technology is an eight-hour class for Silicon Valley's disillusioned workers by Ariel Pardis. Few technologists show up to work every day thinking about the harms technology may create. The Foundations of Humane Technology begins. This course is an invitation to embrace the agency you already have. It's exactly what Brandon Reed needed to hear. Reed had joined Lyft as a senior software engineer in May 2019, expecting to make a difference in the world. The ride-sharing company was preparing to fully electrify its vehicle fleet by 2030, and Reed's team, which managed the fleet, would help to make that possible. It felt more values-oriented than some of my past roles in tech, he says. It was like, if I turn this knob, it has an impact. Later that year, Lyft went public, and Reed's team upped the pricing of its car rental program. It made him uncomfortable. How would that affect Lyft's drivers? But his managers reminded him that they needed to focus on profitability. Then, in 2020, the company spent millions fighting a ballot initiative that would reclassify its drivers as employees. I had some concern about that, says Reed, who noticed that Lyft was advertising against the proposition in its own app. Eventually, he decided his values weren't aligned with the company's. He left at the end of 2020. It was around that time that Reed started asking himself the big existential questions. Who am I? What have I been doing with my life? Being an engineer was part of his identity, but so was being in touch with social and environmental issues. He took some time off, considered going back to school, and wondered if there was a place for him in tech. Then a few months ago, while Googling around for answers, Reed discovered an online course that seemed poised to answer all of these questions, the foundations of humane technology. The course, which has recently come out of beta, was developed by the Center for Humane Technology, the nonprofit's purpose has mainly been to give language to the uneasiness around technology's impact on society, popularizing terms like time well spent, a metric to replace engagement on screens, and human downgrading to describe the cumulative negative effect of technology on people's cognition. The organization's co-founder is Tristan Harris, an ex-Googler who called attention to the search giant's extractive features in 2013. He has since left the company and made a career out of rehabilitating it. On the Center for Humane Technology's website, Reed saw a few of its recent projects, including a 2020 Netflix documentary, The Social Dilemma, which memified the idea that if you're not paying for the product, 
then you are the product. Then he clicked to learn more about the course on offer, marketed to technologists who wanted to treat attention and intention as sacred, protect well-being, minimize unforeseen consequences, and ultimately build our collective capacity to address the most urgent challenges facing humanity. Reed was intrigued and unemployed. He enrolled. Most of the Center for Humane Technology's work to date has focused on identifying the big problems in tech. But after The Social Dilemma aired, Randima Fernando, the center's executive director, says a wave of people in the tech industry approached him and demanded solutions. They were like, great, I get it, we're worried, what do we do now? The new course is meant in part to answer that question, speaking directly to rehabilitated techies like Reed. It contains about eight modules and is intended to take about eight hours total, plus additional time spent on worksheets, reflection exercises, and optional discussion groups over Zoom. Reed, who binged the course, says he completed it in about two weeks. For people who have spent years studying the harmful externalities of the tech industry, the course might feel short on insight. Yes, social media companies exploit human weaknesses. What's new? But for those just arriving to those ideas, it provides some useful jumping-off points. One module focuses on the psychology of persuasive tech and includes a humane design guide for creating more respectful products. Another encourages technologists to identify their highest values and the ways those values interact with their work. At the end of the lesson, a worksheet invites them to imagine sipping tea at age 70 looking back on their life. What's the career you look back on? What are the ways you influence the world? Subtle? Not exactly. Even still, Fernando believes the tech industry is so badly in need of a wake-up call that these worksheets and journal prompts might give tech workers a moment to consider what they're building. Suparna Chibber, who left a job at Amazon in 2020, says the pace of the tech industry doesn't always leave room for people to reflect on their purpose or values. People get paid a lot to push things through. And if you're not doing that, then you're basically failing, she says. Chibber enrolled in the Foundations of Humane Technology around the same time as Reed and found a community of like-minded people waiting to discuss the material over Zoom. The Center for Humane Technology leads the sessions and plans to continue them. Reed described these sessions like group therapy. You get to know people who you feel safe exploring these topics with. You can open up. Critically, it reminded him that although many people don't understand why he left his prestigious job, he is not alone. The Center for Humane Technology is not the first organization to make a toolkit for concerned tech workers. The Tech and Society Solutions Lab has released two in 2018 and 2020, designed to encourage more ethical conversations within tech companies and startups. But the center's new course is novel in the way that it tries to create community out of the burgeoning humane tech movement. A single concerned engineer is unlikely to change a company's business model or practices. Together, though, a group of concerned engineers might make a difference. The Center for Humane Technology says that more than 3,600 tech workers have already started the course, and several hundred have completed it. This is by far the biggest effort we've made to convene human technologists, says David Jay, the center's head of mobilization. The center says it has amassed a long list of concerned technologists over the years and plans to promote the course directly to them. It also plans to get the word out through a few partner organizations and through its allies inside of a wide range of technology companies, including many of the major social media platforms. If there ever was a moment for the tech industry to band together and reconstitute its values, it would be now. Tech workers are in high demand and companies are increasingly at the whim of their desires. Still, 
Workers who have tried to raise flags haven't always been listened to. It seems unlikely that these companies will reorient their business incentives away from profits and towards social consciousness without greater pressures like regulation. Chibber, who says she tried to infuse humane tech principles into her teams at Amazon, didn't find that it was enough to change the company's overall culture. If you have the business model breathing down your neck, she says, it's going to impact what you do. The last module of Foundations of Humane Technology tries to address this with a lesson called Changing the Culture of Technology. It encourages tech workers to find collaborators, start with small changes, and push for new definitions of success in their work. It also asks them to reflect on a worksheet they filled out earlier in the course, which measured the gap between your life today and what you most care about and believe. But for many tech workers, that gap may be too large to close. It's no surprise that some of the industry's loudest critics, including Tristan Harris, have decided to leave big tech altogether. Those who try to reform it from within often get swept aside. Fareed, who plans to enroll in a master's program in design engineering this fall, there wasn't an obvious way to continue working ethically in tech. Rather than inspire him to get another tech job, the foundations of humane technology reminded him which side of history he wanted to be on. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.